All right, guys, welcome to the Dishmaster. I promised you I would be back to cover day two of Amber Heard's cross-examination. I realize I'm on a crazy delay, but I'm doing my best. That's all I can tell you. It's a lot of cover and so many things have gone down in the trial so far that obviously I want to cover that too, but I just want to deliver what I promised, which is to cover the second half of the cross-examination before moving on to all of the crazy players that we've seen in the trial that's wrapping up this week including Kate Moss testifying. How great was that? Okay, so on day two of cross-examination, <clears throat> Camille Vasquez starts out really coming down on Amber Heard for her drug use, which is pretty important because Amber Heard has constantly said that she was very worried about Johnny Depp's drug use. So worried, in fact, she would beg him to not go on a bender, right? So when Camille says to Amber Heard, you say you were worried, but you've documented using drugs with Johnny Depp on more than one occasion. And Amber Heard says, well, the only times I've ever used drugs with Johnny were on the two occasions that I mentioned. Well, okay, that's two occasions in which you did drugs with your partner who you claim to be a terrible drug addict, right? And then Camille brings her attention to a drafted invitation for Amber Heard's rehearsal um, evening at her wedding. And she says, on the actual invitation is time allotted to do drugs with your friends. Isn't that correct? You know, and Amber Heard, of course, says, well, yeah, but Johnny wasn't going to be there. As if it matters, right? Because, of course, it speaks to her character, number one, that you would do drugs <clears throat> on the wedding to the man that you claim to be a terrible drug addict. Simple water, already tired by this. Um, okay. So then Camille addresses Amber Heard's 30th birthday party. So we remember from Amber Heard's testimony that Amber was very upset that Johnny was late to her 30th birthday party. So Camille then asks her about being upset that he wasn't at her birthday party. Camille asks Amber about the alleged sexual assault that took place on her 30th birthday party, and she addresses Amber's interrogatory that she took. So an interrogatory is something that you write down prior to coming into court. And Amber's interrogatory does not match what she's saying in court, right? So Camille is basically impeaching her testimony, and she says... You testified to a new detail about your 30th birthday for the first time in this courtroom, which is a sexual assault. So the point in many ways is that sexual assault is not something that you forget that just slips your mind. And the fact that it doesn't match the inter interrogatory is questionable, right? So Amber says, well, I remembered it. I just didn't align it with my 30th birthday. Number one, we know memory is attached to very specific bookmarks in your life. If it's a day like any other day, we know that your memory would not be as strong as a day like your 30th birthday, right? So the fact that she doesn't remember that or gets it wrong or it doesn't align certainly speaks to the credibility of her story. What we know is the day following Amber's 30th birthday party, she goes with her friends to Coachella to go party and do drugs, right? And so Camille addresses that by pulling up her audio of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard talking about Coachella. And because they're talking about Coachella, we know the exact date. And we know that that conversation describes the night of her 30th birthday because it's the night before she goes to Coachella. I never want a divorce. I didn't want you to fucking go to Coachella without fucking talking to me because I left you because you, you were fucking 
you fucking hang at me, man. You came around the bed and fucking start punching on me. Why? That's what really happened the evening of your 30th birthday, isn't it, Ms. Heard? <clears throat> no, Ms. that's incorrect. Mr. Depp was in bed, and then you came around the bed and started punching him. That's incorrect. You don't deny that in the recording, do you, Ms. Heard? I'm not having that conversation with Johnny. I'm not denying anything. I'm not saying anything. Well, it sounds like she was saying a lot of things, right? It sounds like she's begging Johnny to not divorce her based on the behavior she exhibited on her 30th birthday, which I believe is what was described in the recording, which is that she came around the bed because she was angry with him and started punching on him. I was trying to get out of that hotel room. Uh, that was a mediation attempt. So... <clears throat> it's pretty laughable to claim that that was a mediation attempt. So yeah, it's just more evidence of what really happened between the two of them. And it's even more evidence of Johnny Depp talking about the physical violence he suffered at the hands of Amber Heard. Okay, so then Camille plays a recording that <clears throat> I think is really only for the purpose of showing how psychotic and unhinged Amber Heard is. The laughter in this recording is so disturbing. It reminds me of a horror movie, and I'm not exaggerating. So here we go. Well, I don't need you. I don't want okay. your kind of woman. I don't want your kind of woman. I don't want your kind of woman. Stop my dick. Hey, guess what? I might have. So if I did for you. Yeah. Mistake. I wish I had fucking had. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wish I fucking had. I wish I fucking hadn't bought into any of your fucking lies, your bullshit, your sober fucking presence, your fucking goodness, your sweetness, all the lies. I wish I hadn't bought into the months of you being you. I wish I hadn't bought into the promises. I wish I hadn't fucking thought I could have kids with you. You're a fucking kid yourself. I wish I hadn't bought into any of the lies you sold. Talk about fake bill of goods. You're the biggest fucking You're the biggest fucking seller of fake fucking bill of goods. Talk about presenting yourself as something I did myself as a fake, suck my dick. I fucking, you, uh, you, you've left nothing and I've left suck everything. So suck, suck your dick. Yeah, go on. Which is probably your next suck. move. Because it's what you fucking need. No, I don't want to suck your dick. I don't want nothing to do with your fucking dick. Oh, because I really need something. Well, go get it, man. Because I need something. Go on. Huh? Fucking fuck yourself. I, I, no I, shit, I don't. Suck it. I don't want to. It's gonna be all moved out. Well, it's not really true, Amber. Actually, it kind of is. It kind of is. What? What? Somebody, you know, it's really true. No, no. Oh, is it? What is it? No, I'm sure Rochelle's available. Call her up. I'm sure she's available. <laughs> Maybe she is. I'm sure she is. We'll see. I'm sure she is. I'll let you know. Oh, I'm sure she is. Her for her yoga vlog. <laughs> that fake laugh. That fake oh, laugh is too much to take. No, I'm sure she's. That fake laugh is so, so disgusting. I'm sure she's great. I'm sure she's great. I'm thinking that you can give me some no, of the best performances in no, the No, no, you're right, I don't. It's all about performance. It's all about performance. <laughs> oh, I'm right. I don't regret. I don't regret. Oh, what else? 
is obviously an example of a very toxic relationship but to have somebody talk to you this way is pretty unsettling her laughter is super unsettling listen I've had ugly moments in relationships there's no question about it but this just feels different this feels really nasty and also nuts I don't even I think what they're arguing about at the baseline is that Johnny Depp is giving her career advice and she's saying to him, 
you know, I'm in my 20s and you're accusing me of selling out, but you sold out in your 20s. And now it's easy for a 50 year old to say that to me, but she's making fun of 21 Jump Street, which like, by the way, is a great show. I don't, I, I don't quite understand how that's a sellout show. So my favorite part of this recording is that when Camille addresses this with Amber Heard, she tries to wiggle her way out of it by saying, we both said very terrible things to each other. And Camille says, no, no, no. I believe you said very terrible things to him. I called him horrible, ugly things, as you can hear. Sell out. We spoke to each other in a really horrible way. Pretty sure we just heard you speak to him in a really horrible way. You called him a sellout, I just disagree. Right, um, you called I, him a sellout, right, Ms. Heard? I called him a lot of ugly things. And a joke. I called him a lot of ugly things. You called him a joke on that recording. You called him a washed up piece of shit. I think we both called each other that on that uh, occasion, yes. Mr. Depp mentions Aquaman, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Mr. Depp got you that role in Aquaman, didn't he? Okay, so the other part of the cross on um, day two that I found to be so interesting in the weirdest of ways is that Camille says to Amber, Mr. Depp got you the role in Aquaman, didn't he? And her reaction is so strange and shocking. It leads me to believe this might be the very first time Amber has found out that Johnny pulled some strings behind the scenes to get her that role. Listen to her reaction. Excuse me? Mr. Depp got you that role in Aquaman, didn't he? No, Miss Vasquez, I got myself that role by auditioning. That's Mr. How Depp that works. says, quote, your jealousy is so tragic. I heard him say that, yes. You were the jealous one in this relationship, weren't you, Miss Heard? I think he was indicating I was jealous of his career. But now you've twisted it to say it was Mr. Depp that's the jealous one. Johnny's always been very jealous when I worked, when I did anything, friends. Yes, he's always been very jealous. Yeah, so I, I've said it before in another podcast, but I believe that a lot of the descriptions of violence that Amber Heard is giving is her own violence. And she's saying that it's Johnny's violence. And that's how this gets like creative and specific because she does remember it vividly, but she remembers herself throwing the bottles and she's saying Johnny threw the bottles, for instance, right? So and saying he's super jealous, Camille is now saying, wait a second, you're the jealous one. And on her 30th birthday, she's saying he hit him. And she's saying, wait, listen to this recording. You're the one who threw all the punches, aren't you? So it's just a series of ways to show the jury that Amber is really the culprit here. Okay, she later tries to undermine, Camille does, tries to undermine the word monster by reading text messages to the jury of Amber referring to Johnny Depp as a monster because he left during a fight and would not return. So the text message says, I'll, I'll play this for you. It starts with a text message from you to Mr. Depp on September 26, 2015, right? That is correct. You write, monster is back. This is him. Did I read that right? That is correct. And then in the next message, you write, quote, ran away, first sign of trouble. This is not the man you promised you would be. Did I read that correctly? That is correct. Then in the next one down, you write, promised, swore to me you would be. That is right? correct. The non-monster. Ms. Heard, you're talking about Mr. Depp running away from you at the first sign of trouble, aren't you? No, I'm, um, I'm recognizing the clues at this point when he would run away at the first sign of trouble, often that was a clue for me to know that he was back using again and that we were about to enter the next phase of the cycle. And you describe his running away from you as the monster, right? 
that wasn't what was a monster. The monster was the man who beat me up. The running away was just a, attached to that. It was a sign, a signal to me as a clue, as somebody trying to pe- put together clues. Speaking of putting together clues, what the fuck is she trying to spin here? <laughs> it's very clear that she uses the word monster to talk about nonviolence, right? The fact that he left in the middle of a conversation, in the middle of an argument. That's what makes him a monster. This is what you would do to Mr. Depp when he would leave you. You would harangue I would, him. I would try Isn't that to, correct? You would, would harangue him. The monster was not the guy who needed space. Not for doing drugs, Miss Heard. Not for being violent. Just for needing space. Okay, then Camille shows two photographs that Amber Heard took. They're the same photograph, and they physically look different. So she accuses her of editing the photographs. Then Camille stacks a bunch of testimony for the jury, which is just brilliant, of examples of people directly contradicting Amber Heard's testimony. So here we go. Mr. Baruch testified that he saw no marks or injuries on your face, correct? That is what he's testified to. Mr. Bett also testified that he saw no marks or injuries on your face that evening, correct? I realize that's what he said. You were sitting here in this courtroom when Officer Melissa Sines testified by deposition about being called to the Eastern Columbia Building on May 21st, 2016, right? I saw her testimony, yes. And you heard Officer Sines testify that she did not see any injuries on you that night, correct? I heard her testify she did not consider this injured. No. Here we go, guys. Another game of semantics by Amber Heard. She did not consider this injured. It's just ridiculous. Officer Tyler Haddon also testified by deposition about being called to the Eastern Columbia building on May 21, 2016. And he also testified no injuries on your face on May 21, 2016. Isn't that correct? They both said that they did not consider me injured. They did not see injuries on your face on May 21, 2016. Isn't Isn't it funny how the word face could be so hostile? They did not see injuries on your face on May 21st, 2016. Look, again, these things in isolation could be discounted, but when you stack them, they cannot be discounted. And so that's what Camille is doing so beautifully for the jury. You have to remember that the jury has been sitting here for 20 something days, listening to so much testimony. And by doing this, what she's doing is reminding the jury of the previous testimony and beautifully weaving it in for them. Because if In fact, the jury has either forgotten, dozed off, or whatever it may be. When you put this together for them, it's almost like a mini closing argument. And that's what's so beautiful and brilliant about it. You were sitting here when Officer William Gatlin testified by deposition about being called on May 21 to the Eastern Columbia building. And he also did not observe any injuries on you, did he? He didn't even know which one I was. No, I think we all saw on video camera you identify yourself, isn't that correct? I had to because of how far away he was. He didn't even know, he didn't even know who he was. But after you identified yourself. This feels like some actor shit, right? Like, gosh, I can't believe he didn't know who I was. (laughs) But Camille's not standing for it. He looked at you, isn't that correct? From a distance, yes. And he didn't see any visible injuries either, did he? I don't know what he saw. He testified that he didn't see any visible injuries, did he? I would believe that he didn't, yes. 
We were also in this courtroom when Alejandro Romero, who worked at the front desk at the Eastern Columbia Building, testified about seeing you on May 25th, 2016. Isn't that correct? That is correct. I think he said the 25th. Yeah. And Mr. Romero testified that he didn't see any swelling or bruises on your face when you were talking to him at the front desk. He wouldn't have. No, he wouldn't have, even though he had a habit, because his parents taught him correctly, to look into someone's eyes when speaking to them. Isn't that correct? I know that's what he testified to, yes. Okay, so that's a lot of officers. And by the way, I'm confused about why there's so many, but okay, whatever. Um, and then also the man at the front desk. So that's a lot of people who are saying that they didn't see any injuries. All right, then she asks her about James Franco. And I got to tell you, if I never hear about James Franco again for the rest of my life, it'll be way too soon. Anyone who would fuck James Franco is of questionable character. And to me, Johnny Depp should just win this case immediately for that fact alone. Camille shows a video to the jury in which Amber Heard is in the elevator canoodling with Franco. It's after hours, I think it's 11 o'clock at night, and she puts her head on him, and it's clear that these two are not just friends, at least from my professional opinion. Did I mention I'm a lawyer? Oh, yes. I know how to look at a video and see whether two people are stepping, okay? Anyway, so... What's the point of this? The point is that Amber Heard is accusing Johnny Depp of being this crazed, jealous person. And she's mentioned that he accused her of having sex with James Franco so many times. And what a lunatic. How could he do that? Well, it turns out he was onto something and not a lunatic. She might actually have been having an affair with him. Okay, so then Camille plays audio of Amber Heard trying to keep Johnny Depp from leaving, and all he wants to do is spend time with his daughter. Amber Heard claims that that conversation is really about being afraid that Johnny Depp is about to go on a drug bender. So here's the audio. Why don't you just say, okay, baby, I understand. I'll go home, and you do your thing, hang out with your daughter, and then I'll see you in a couple hours, and we'll talk about it. Is it that difficult to say that? Or you just fucking hate me and you want to be shitty about it. Please. Just fucking, it's not that difficult. By the way, guys, on a personal note, I have to tell you a little anecdote. I remember I was hanging out with a male friend of mine that I went to high school with, and I just adore him. And I was in town for a brief period of time, and we were talking, and he was supposed to go hiking with his wife. And we just lost track of time. And his wife calls him to check in. And she says, what's going on? I thought we were going hiking. And I can hear her through the phone. And he says, oh my God, I am so, so sorry. I've been hanging out. I lost track of time. Uh, I'm leaving right now, right now. And I heard her through the phone say, no, no, no. Stay there. We can go hiking anytime. If you're having fun, I want you to stay. And I want you to have fun. You never get to see your friend. And I just remember the feeling I had in that moment of what a wonderful woman you have. Like, God, please tell her thank you. I just thought that was such a moving moment because it was so selfless. They had plans. We had spent enough time together that day and he could have immediately jumped up and left in a hurry and been with her. And yet she was so understanding and cool. And so I thought of that story when I hear Johnny pleading with Amber to be the cool girl who says to him, please just go hang out with your daughter and make a day of it. And he's saying, this is what I want in a woman. Why can't you just be that girl? Of course, we know the million reasons why Amber Heard can't be that girl, but I just thought it was an interesting back and forth. And almost an hour later, you're still arguing with Mr. Depp outside, right? I don't know how long that argument lasted, no.
God, what torture. An hour later, after he's saying to her, all I want to do is go see my daughter. It's an hour later, and he's in an imaginary prison. That's the thing about domestic violence, right, is that he doesn't feel he can leave, even though he can leave. The verbal altercation, the emotional abuse, that's what I would call it, is such that he can't exit. He can't extricate himself from this situation. And that's why it's just so outrageous to me when I read these articles about we should believe Amber Heard. Have you listened to this audio? Okay. So the rest of this is a little bit boring and I'll tell you why. It really just goes to the nuts and bolts of proving a defamation claim, which is that Amber Heard published this op-ed. Amber Heard tries to get out of it by saying, well, I didn't publish it. The Washington Post published it. And then Camille, of course, says, you tweeted it, you said you wrote it in that tweet, so you're responsible for it. So if we find that you defamed Johnny Depp, right, it's because you wrote this op-ed. And then, of course, she gets to the counterclaim, and the whole counterclaim hinges upon a representative for Johnny Depp making statements denying the allegations in that Washington Post op-ed. And Amber Heard argues that that statement basically tanked her career, and that's why she's suing for $100 million. Um, Johnny Depp's team tried to dismiss the counterclaim as standard form in all trials. Johnny Depp's team made a bunch of really good arguments, but those things never get dismissed mid-trial. They always leave it to the jury. The only time it gets dismissed is if there's not a scintilla of evidence to back it up, meaning there is a 0% chance that the jury could find in Amber Heard's favor. If there's even a 0.0003% chance, it goes to the jury. So they really just never get dismissed. But as a matter of form, I thought Johnny Depp's team did a really good job trying to dismiss it. All right. So that basically wraps up Cross. Pretty pretty standard stuff on day two. I think day one was far more damning than day two. And that's good because on day one, you really want to come out of the gate strong. I'll say a couple things, too, about Camille Vasquez. There's rumors floating around in the press that Camille and Johnny Depp have some sort of romantic thing going on. First of all, you can't do that when you're a lawyer. You're not allowed to sleep with your client during the case. That's number one. Number two is I believe that's calculated. I believe Camille is, one, trying to rile up Amber Heard by flirting with Johnny Depp a little bit, not overtly flirting, but let's say being overly friendly. And number two, I think that she's trying to show the jury that she herself as an attorney believes in his innocence and that if he were such a monster, she certainly wouldn't be so chummy with him taking his candy. We don't take candy from monsters. We know that from elementary school. Um, And so she's trying to say, look, I I like Johnny Depp and I don't believe this. And in my heart of hearts, I think he's innocent of these allegations. And I think that Amber Heard defamed his character. So, again, I'm going to keep this going, and I'm going to talk to you about some of the witnesses. I'm going to do a very quick recap. I can't go through everything again. It's just taking up too much time. But I'll give you my overall thoughts, especially on Kate Moss's testimony and Whitney Amber Heard's sister's testimony and why that was so important. And I'll be back, hopefully. Don't hold your breath. Anyway, I'm the Dishmaster. Subscribe to me on Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please tell all your friends about me, about this podcast. I'm on Spotify if you're on an Android, and I'll see you soon. Bye, guys.